tēnei whakatau ki tōku reo, tōku oho-oho, tōku reo, tōku māpihi maurea. My language is my awakening. My language is the window to my soul. E ngā mana, e ngā reo, e ngā kārangaranga maha o te motu, no mai haramai ki tēnei hōtaka a te ahikā. Ko Justin Maria hau. Ko Maraia Rakuraku ahau. I'm Maraia Rakuraku. And this is Te Ahikā on Radio New Zealand National. Te wiki o te reo Māori, Māori Language Week kicks off a pōpō tomorrow. And a school in Nuhaka, that's up near Wairua, is marking the week in a very public manner. Our kura's moved right to an empty shop right in the middle of Wairua. And we're going to be, um, you know, whakākoi uh, te reo if they want, mahi hara keke, kutumea nui ko te reo Māori ka haere i te taha. Mana Elizabeth Hankin, principal of Te Kura Motuhake o Te Atarangi School in Nuhaka, Wairua. She's up later. As to a few kupu Māori, Māori words to learn. At times, politics threatened to upstage Te Matatini, the premier national performing arts competition. There were the years the Arawa Kapahaka groups didn't perform, which is pretty major, as they are a big part of the Kapahaka scene. And then there's the ongoing criticism about the use of popular tunes to present a modern issue, which is countered by how else do you attract a younger generation? My Fukaro to um, regionals or any Kapahaka, we need to get back to the beginning. As you know, I'd love a group to get on the, on the Atami and tell me their history. Tell me something about their history. And today, do you think some Ropu have lost their way a bit? Yeah, I think they should come back to what it's about. Ivy Phillips, a performer with South Taranaki group Aotea Utanganui, joins us soon. Nareira kuiranga kaupapa motine wiki. That's what's coming up in this edition of Te Ahika. As the process with the sale of state assets by the Crown moves further along, it just may be that a Waitangi tribunal claim submitted by Sir Graham Latimer of the New Zealand Māori Council around water rights is the game changer. That is... If Māori can prove unaltered ownership of water, the sale process to third parties could potentially be halted as the Crown cannot sell what does not actually belong to them. Over the past fortnight, iwi from around the country travelled to Waifetu Marae Wellington to hear the submissions that will ultimately decide who owns water or whether it is something that can actually be owned. The Manukorihi reporter Rosemary Rangitawira was there too and she met up with Te Runanga o Te Rarawa chairman, Hami Piripi. What's your expectation out of um, the, the tribunal hearing here? I think the first thing is that we are a member of the, of the Iwi Chairs Forum and a very active member the, and we have been involved in the Land and Water Forum under the auspices of the Iwi leaders and, and, and chairs uh, collective. And, um, and so we've got some experience with what's happening on the ground in terms of 
policy change. And I, I know the government has been quick to say that these issues are being dealt with within that forum, but they, they are not. And in fact, the Land and Water Forum document um, has, a, has a clear paragraph stating that it does not deal with treaty grievances. It is simply dealing with matters of management pertaining to the water. So it's about water quality, water allocation, water use, uh, water access, those sorts of things. And, and they are all things that are very pertinent and important to Hapu and Iwi. So um, uh, in order for us to support this claim, we've had to um, really accept the role of the New Zealand Māori Council in it um, to, in order to join its proceedings. And so we have accepted that um, when it comes to arguing a national interest or a national right uh, in water or anything else, then uh, perhaps the New Zealand Māori Council does have a role. It certainly has a track record, and uh, if it wasn't for the New Zealand Māori Council up until now, we wouldn't be where we are. And we have to acknowledge and recognise that. So the, the challenge will be uh, for iwi leaders and chair people to work in conjunction with the New Zealand Māori Council to establish an appropriate entity or, or an appropriate um, pathway for these issues to be resolved. Um, I understand that you've had, a, had an active role in the fisheries area, or Hukaimwana, if you could just explain that for me. Well, that's, that's one model that has been uh, utilised to try and capture the national Māori interest and, and, uh, and collectivise it with, with, with particular iwi interests. I think it's, 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 it's probably worked fairly well. We certainly haven't gone backwards. Um, so given that fact, and I think it's, there's, there's something there for us to, to be able to learn from. Um, there have many, been many mistakes made along the way, and, uh, but we've learned from those. And I think um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the beginning of a, a germ of an idea that, that just might be able to be applied to, to water. Do you think that would be a good model to use in this case around water rights? I think the greatest opportunity that has been lost to the government here has been the failure to recognise the Māori interest and the potential for utilising that interest in the progressing of its mixed ownership model. I think if the, if the government had been aware enough to uh, capture that Māori interest and include it in a mixed ownership model, I think there would be less outcry from the public, to be honest, because the Māori interest is sort of akin to the public interest. It's an interest that we will never let go and never sell, particularly when it's around water. So, uh, because it's our taonga, it's like land. We don't, we don't sell land, you know, uh, uh, per se. And so the opportunity has been lost there because there's so much that could have been gained if they had marketed this thing. Mixed ownership model as a public-private ownership enterprise. I've been involved in the Even Leaders Forum now for four years actively, and in those four years, every time we have met with the government, we have proposed partnerships, public-private partnerships of this nature, and this is another example of their intent never to do it. And so we understand from this that there is a, an aversion to empowering Māori communities, Māori tribes in the, uh, in the commercial perpetuity and viability of our socio-economic circumstances here in Aotearoa. And until that happens, we will never be where we need to be as Māori people. We have to be recognised for what we are and who we are, owners and managers of assets, uh, uh, holders of cultural capital that can make a real difference to commercial arenas and scenarios. And until that's recognised, um, it will always, we'll always be a mediocre country, I think. Kia ora, hami piripi no te rarawa. Rosemary also spoke with the Reo Māori language advocate, Ngāti Rangi Tony Waho. So I wanted to find out um, how you think your presentation went. Happy with the questions that 
my presentation raised. Um, my evidence was more about our relationship as an iwi with our waterways and our role as kaitiaki and the rights that emerge from our role as kaitiaki but also as descendants of these waterways mm. because we believe we're inextricably connected. You gave some um, remarkable evidence, like th there's much of it that you gave but um, one in particular that you spoke about is the hononga to, um, you know, toki ahuru um, and uh, waiuru because of one of um, your ancestors. Yes. Um, yeah. yes, well Ururangi is the brother of the principal ancestress um, who's Taiwiri and Te Toki Ahuru is literally the, 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 ads, the ads used by Ururangi to carve out the river. Now, I actually forgot to say that to the tribunal, but that's, that's the, if you understand Māori, that's what that means. Mm. And Te Waiouru, Te Waiourangi, um, well, the waters of, of Ururangi, that they were his domain and his, over his provenance and through, through his sister and through their parents. So we have have the sense of connectedness and belonging. We we don't talk ownership. We talk kaitiakitanga. Um, and why I've come to support the council is that when we were in front of the tribunal in 2006, none of us could have foreseen the crown would sell off a potential avenue by which we might resolve the injury that we suffered as a result of the Crown taking away the headwaters of 22 of our rivers. So if you can talk to me just a little bit more about the, the waterways um, that feed into Lake Moafango, um, if you can talk about that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. the, the, the main rivers that concern us, well, we have 22, some of them are streams and unnamed streams, but they all feed into um, down, they come down and they go into either the Tokiahuru or the Wangaihu. Um, and which are within Ngāti Rangi, and the Wangaihu then flows off into Ngāti Appa. And um, by, take, by coming in and constructing these channels and drains to take the water off the mountain, across the, the desert road area, and underneath the desert road, and creating this huge lake as a container for all those waters um, to then send off into the um, Tongariro Power Development Scheme, um, is, is it's a huge um, we regard it as a huge insult and offence that that happened and um, it happened without consultation it happened without considering the impact on us in terms of our spiritual values our cultural values our practical survival values um, those waterways are, were critical in enabling us to utilise Wangaihu which is highly sulfuric because it comes directly out of the Crater Lake, which is again a spiritual, um, a very spiritual place to us. Um, when the waters were taken, our entire, not only did the landscape literally change, um, it impacted on our, um, on our spiritual essence. And I believe strongly that we are, there has been no benefit to us. My own marae, for example, which I should have gone into detail about because it's about power generation, we can't even afford power. Um, we can't afford to raise, oh, and I mean that, we have power, but we don't have enough of it, and we can't afford to upgrade the power box on the power pole. 
and um, that, that's, that's huge to us. I mean, uh, and yet all that water is taken for the use of power generation and we can't even afford to access it properly. So we're really unhappy. Um, and despite having this engagement with Genesis through a mitigation agreement, um, we seek a long-term sustained solution that ensures our kaitiakitanga is protected. Mm, I wanted to ask you a number of questions all about this issue, and you've raised some more topics that I want to ask you about. But one was raised by Bo Demera, um, one of the ones sitting um, on the tribunal. He spoke about, you know, Omapere as an example that um, one of the Kraua had spoken about. Um, if you have no water, the people become ill, gravely ill. Um, and you also, I, I missed the last part, but, but you gave the example of the situation that you're in, part of which you've already explained. Do you want to elaborate on that? Our, our view is that, that we, we know that the diversion of the waters who are hurting our people. The health of our people is not well, and this is part of it. This is part of it. There are a lot of other things as well, but this is definitely part of it. And we look forward to the day when we are authorised and regarded and respected and empowered to make make the decisions over who who can do what with these waters. Mm. So Ngāti Rangi um, didn't have enough time to consider the, the shares um, when government had talked about um, SOE sales. There was no way in 2006 when we were in the National Park Tribunal that we were talking, we could have imagined the Crown would turn around and sell off 49% of part of its assets that could be used to resolve treaty issues with Māori. And uh, with the sales, we were on the eve of the sales, um, there's no way our iwi has been given the opportunity to come to terms with what this might mean. We haven't yet got the National Park Tribunal report. We will wait for this. But at the end of the day, the most important point is that being a shareholder is only one piece of this puzzle. The major pieces are the water rights, whether they be proprietary, whether they be kaitiaki rights, whether they be specific and unique Māori rights that are yet to be adequately defined, um, we have to face those issues because these issues aren't going to go away. The foreshore and seabed never went away, this will not go away. Mm. Um, the issues around rights to water, the consenting processes, this is not the first time the tribunal, um, the, the Waitangi Tribunal has heard from iwi about the rights to water and the, right, and the authority over the uses of water. But now we're combining those issues, the the the, the big body of rights that Māori claim exist as of right because we are tangata whenua, we have this cultural and spiritual and whakapapa connection and now there's this commercial issue and what I was trying to say is that the commercial issue in itself, buying back the shares to give to Māori is only one part of resolving the problems we face we have to deal with the authority part Kia ora, Tony Waho, Hami PDP and Rosemary Rangitawira. The theme over the next week for Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori is Arohatia Te Reo, <laughs> Love the Language. Now, one way of loving it is by pronouncing it properly. The best intentions can be ruined by incorrect pronunciation and one way to start would be by saying Māori names, ingwa Māori properly, be that place names or someone's actual name. 
I mean, wouldn't it be great to hear Hone Harawira instead of Hone Harawira or Tariana Turia instead of Tariana Turia? Or Hekia Parata instead of Hekaya Parata. Now, that one actually dumbfounds me. How do you get Hekaya out of Hekia? And one way of getting pronunciation right is to actually listen to the person saying their name. Most people don't intentionally say their name wrong. Yes, Maraya Rakuraku. Yes. Now, let this be the week or the Tamatsi Tane. Aroha, not aroha. In those classrooms around the country, hear their names said properly from now on. And how about Māori place names being said correctly as well? Taranaki instead of the Neki. Eketahuna instead of Ekatahuna. Fagatane instead of Wakatani. Kwera. Now here's a phrase to start the week off right. Kia ora. Kia ora. Not kia ora, but kia ora or morena. That's a transliteration of morning. Morena, morning. All right, go on, give it a go. Catching the bus. How about kia ora, kaitraiwa pahi, which is, hey there, bus driver. How are you? Hello. And when you get off, you can yell out, you can yell out a kia ora instead of a thank you. Me whakamahia e koutou mō wiki o te reo Māori. Give it a go. And if you want to know more, head to radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika. We'll have links of various helpful websites. Ai, kia kaha koutou. Kei te pakarongo mai rā ki te ahika. The Cuisineer Rods, Rako Method, Te Atarangi, is one of the more popular ways to learn Te Reo Māori, and it was seen Katarina Te Hei Koko Mataira and Noi Noi Pufairangi at Kōkiri Marae Petoni in the 1970s that first got Mana Elizabeth Hunkin hooked into the language. And it's where she has remained, moving through the teaching profession to her current role as Principal of Te Kura Motuhake o Te Atarangi in Nuhaka, Wairua. Tēnā koe. Um Komo Maunga, Konduhaka Tewa, Ko Rakai Paka Te Tangata, Kutani Mia Rangi Te Marae, Kongati Rangi Te Hapu, Enari Kunati Rakai Paka Te Hapu Nuitunu, Tena Kuotene, Ekore Rotune Kiaque, Kiora, Kiora. Um, so you made the trip from Nuhaka to Wellington for the Excellence Awards tonight. How do you feel about that? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, actually, it's. Um, I think when you're a teacher, you unless you're only uh, in your room by yourself, like a lot of our school teachers are. In my type of teaching, I think that. Um, it's not just for one person. I think it's got to be your whole team. And uh, for me, that's um, the most important thing that this award is, it might be given to me, but I feel that it belongs to all of those who um, who have actually been part of this this whole team that, that I, I'm with. And um, my mihi goes out to them. Nā mihi nui ki a koutaua wahora, kei te kāinga, nā koutau i, i tāia i tēnei ki tēnei, ki tēnei wahi. Nō reira nā mihi nui ki a koutau. Kia ora. So how long have you been a teacher for? <laughs> well, I started, my first year was in um, 19... Um, 
1955, I came down to Wellington Teachers Training College um, after I had four years at Turakina Māori Girls College. Then I came down here to Wellington, and um, but before I came down, I had actually met my tāne at Mōrere Hot Springs. He had come there for, actually, he, his family used to go there for holidays, most Christmases, and um, I went there to work <laughs> to get some, to, to sort of, a bike helped to buy clothes to come down to the big smoke and met up with my tane, of whom we have now been together for over fifty something odd years and um and still together uh today but um so teaching's been a part of me for a long long time um I did st- stop off to have some of my when I had my sons and um can't remember exactly how many years I stopped off, but once the youngest was about eight and I thought he'd had all his measles and mumps and chicken pox, <laughs> I went back teaching. So I've, it's been a, um, my, my whole, um, I suppose, it's been teaching for most of all that, that time. Um, something that I really love doing. Um, and it doesn't matter... Who I think this is the big thing it's shown to me in my teaching career. Um, I started in our, um, you know, I'd been with the play centre while my children were growing up. Um, when I couldn't go back to, until they were old enough, and then once they all got off to school, then of course, um, Te Atarangi came into my life. That was more teaching in the evenings because they were night classes, they were in our own time, um, teaching the reo. And um, I was teaching in Kura Auraki at that time, uh, you know. The, the But then when I met up with Atarangi, I realised that uh, somehow or other I would like my teaching to go into te reo. Um, that was the first time that I really felt that that there was some, I had something to to give. So you were teaching English first of all. Yes, in the, in in, yes. Uh, in the Kura Auraki, those uh, our ordinary primary schools. Right. Yes, I have. I've actually taught in primary and secondary, and I've actually had a couple of years at Wellington Teachers Training College um, as a lecturer. But it was all in Te Reo, mainly Te Reo Pakia. Um We might have been talk, teaching. Uh, Maori for for the schools, but of course that was all done in English uh, most of the time. I mean, you know, it's only uh, after that that the immersion schools came in, mm-hmm. as well as um, and then Kura Kopapa, of course. And um, I've watched all those Kura emerging, and um, then when, of course, I went home to Nuhaka to look after my aunt, who got very ill. And um, so I, at the, before that, I was out at Porirua. I was um, I turned and teach Te Reo Māori out at Porirua. College. I loved it. Um, no, I was the primary schools. Oh, yes. Around the primary schools. Then I, I did a couple of years at Intermediate, a Brandon Intermediate. And then I decided when my aunt got sick that I was going home to look after her. And so I went home. And then I realised that a lot of the Younger parents had didn't have the real kohanga real had begun, so their children were getting the real, but there was the generation above them that didn't, and I realised that I'm not quite sure, but I have a feel. I had this feeling in me that that's really why I I was called home. 
I mean, with Te Atarangi, which is the, the method of learning uh, Te Reo Māori um, using the, the, the Cuisinier rods that was um, inspired by, well, um, one was Ngoingoi Pewhairangi in Katsarina, Te Hai Koko Mataira. Mm. Um, how did these two women inspire you in, in teaching Te Atarangi? Well, I was here, actually. I was uh, living in um, Lawad and teaching at Brendan Intermediate when they came and brought the the kaupapa to Wellington. They um, had gone to the education department from what I, I, I've heard, but th- they didn't want it. So they went out to um, one of our marae, the Kokiri uh, marae out at um, Petoni, and, um, and that's where I you know, got called. I got a phone call to say that they're here. Do you hmm. want to come? And so I went to have a listen. And... I that would have been in the ni- late 1970s, and I could see the oh, that this was going to be uh, something that our people would would take to because the rako are used for all sorts of things. They can be made into pictures. They can be made into, people and you can would. use them at any level. I think the um, something that I. Uh, a misconception that's that some thought that it's only for beginners is quite wrong. I'm using them with diploma level five, diploma level six. They can be used at the university level. They can be used to to show te timatanga o te ao, te orokohanga o te ao, mai And if if you see that for our people, you try and read all that, but once they can see it. It, it, we, we, and feel and move the bits while you're 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 speaking. I think uh, for us, that's the way that we like learning. We we like learning. Um, they can say we're aesthetic or yes, Peter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ingadi, um, for me, I I would say yes because um, most of the uh, ones we're teaching now at at home, uh, many are unemployed. They never liked going to school. They they um, they left as soon as they could, um, and so schooling has never been a, 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 what would you say an interesting or exciting place for them. Um, because the ones who find school exciting, they do they do well and they carry on, but these ones who who fall by the wayside find Te Atarangi to be. Something that concrete that they can hang on to, touch that they can touch and they can feel it and they can see it and and it makes sense to them. Whereas if you just looked at the written word, Doesn't that's sink. a bit harder to that, that takes a lot a lot more concentration and um, understanding. But if you do it with a, in a picture form. Um, well, that's what I found, I, and I'm sure that many Atarangi tutors will say the same. Kia ora motera. Um, you know, have people come to you to learn the Atarangi and then carried on their, their learning in other institutions? Oh, yes. Um, as I say, um, from our kura, they've gone on to Raukawa. Um, they've gone on to um, uh, all other, they've, you know, they've decided, you know, from there it's just like a stepping stone to something else, uh, EIT. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, uh, they've gone on to find jobs in uh, whether it's, um, you know, Māori radio or 
Radio Kaununu, we used to have one of our kōtiro there. She's come back home now um, to Wairoa. And, um, but there, they all can take them into all, all sorts, sorts of, of avenues. I mean, but um, I think one of the other things that I would like to mention here is not only the ones who have gone on to high education, it's the ones who came from having nothing... Um, and not feeling very proud of themselves, um, being very anti-establishment and anti-anything, who have turned their whole lives around. They're the ones that te atarangi, um, and it's that ngako mahaki which we use um, in our teaching. Aroha te tahi ki te tahi. Uh, you know, that doesn't happen in a lot of schools. And what does that uh, mean? Um... I think for a lot of our Māori students, they haven't had, they haven't felt people cared. They were just a number or a name or even a name that wasn't being pronounced very well um, at Kura. And they've grown up with those sort of hang-ups. Te Kura Motuhake o Te Atarangi. When did you establish that? Um, and what is it? Is it a... Kuida Tomato Kura, Kei Te That was in 1996. Um they were wanting, um, or the, the contracts were out there for Te Reo Māori. And um, one of the providers in Wairua, uh, one of our nephews, asked me if I would be his tutor and take, and he would apply for it. And, and I said, well, no, I think I'd, I'd like to apply for it myself. And he said, go right ahead, which we did. I had no idea how to apply for a, a, a PTE or anything, but we did. Um, my Tane and I actually, um, I'm not quite sure, probably the blind leading the blind, we managed to, to, set up a, um, to set up our PTE. We were very fortunate. We had people um, in our Atarangi, Dave Jensen. Uh, Rawudi was really um, in the fore, setting our, our, helping us to set up our kura. And so the kura has been going now for about 16 years. And um, I think somebody asked me the other day, how many students have gone yeah, through how many your students? kura? Well, I'm, I haven't actually taken, uh, you know, but I would say that it's probably over 300 or 400. I think it's, it's hard to say because some come in and some stay for maybe a year, some stay for maybe... F- some find it very difficult to leave. <laughs> <laughs> As they probably You know, do, we yeah. have paihoki tera, but it doesn't matter whether they've been for six months or six years. They are still te atarangi. Other, no matter where I meet them or where they meet me, they're, 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 they're te atarangi, you know, because they, they've known the feeling of being part of, of, of our te atarangi family. Mm-hmm. And it is a family. Something hits one of our family, hits all of us, mm. and um, and that's that's how we've always been, and I hope we'll always be that way. The Wiki o Te Reo Māori, the Māori Language Week, is just around the corner, and the kaupapa is Arohatia Te Reo. How do you think New Zealanders, you know, there's always that kōrero that our language is a dying language. What What's your reaction to that statement? I think that... Um, what what we are losing are our native speakers. That's who, and because they're not there, it's becoming very noticeable. And I think um, that's why it's it's more um, important that we keep the real. Um, you know, we we have to do things to make sure that our real 
survives. For um, language, Māori Language Week next week, our kura's moved right to an empty shop right in the middle of Wairua. And we're going to be, um, you know, whakākoi uh, te reo if they want, mahihara uh, keke, kutumia nui ko te reo Māori ka haere te taha. Um, on Tuesday night, we've got a, a dinner. Um, Twelve months ago, I approached our a local paper, the Wairua Star, to ask for um, a, 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 an art, if I could put an article in Te Reo Māori for Māori Language Week. And um, cause I, after she said yes, I said, well, what about next week and the week? We're going to celebrate our first birthday, Tuesday of next week. First uh, birthday? Our, the, our Rui Rui is the name of the article that I've got in our local paper. Kapoi. Not only me, it's every, I, I call out to the schools, Tukumaya Kōtou the students, yes. I, I call it to the Kaumatu Homaihe Kōrero, um, everybody, it's everybody's article, it's not just mine, I just happen to be the one that has to collect it up or Collated to get what great together. support your local paper. I can go into a so they've given shop. us a whole page next week a instead whole of 500 page. kupu. And those 500 kupu that I've got to have Māori and then I've got to translate it into English. Yes. And but next week we've got a whole page. And and I, I, I must, I think. I need to say to our newspaper, well done, you know, um, if because they didn't, they didn't have to, to say what well, they could have said no. But it's been, um, you know, meeting um, the, some of the older people and they're all saying to me, oh, can't wait, you know, make sure I get my paper on a Tuesday night. And and mm. uh, I got a letter from the Kura Papa and one of the Kohanga Reo. I thought that was wonderful what our young uh, Tama from Mokopuna from the Kohanga Reo or um, Taihua he said now the families can have it in the home. They realize real Māori doesn't only belong to the marae and the kohanga. It can be anywhere at any time. Kia ora. Justine with Mana Elizabeth Hunkin, who alongside three others received a Tertiary Teaching Excellence Award. Now, Dr Ocean Mercier was one of those recipients and Senior Lecturer in Te Reo Māori at Waikato University, Sophie Nock. We'll feature them in upcoming Te Ahika. For photos, useful links, and to listen to tonight's show, head to radioNZ.co.nz forward slash teahika. That's T-E-A-H-I-K-A-A. Or to contact either myself or Justine, feedback or comments are always welcome. Email us at teahika at radioNZ.co.nz. You've written a waiata, and at your disposal is a kapahaka group to sing it. How's that for incentive? Ivy Phillips was given the ultimate gift, I guess you could say, when her niece, who is also co-tutor of the Kapahakaropu, Aotea Utanga Nui, asked her to compose a song. And she was totally up for the challenge, which was helped along by recognising inspiration as literally all around her, in the physical location of the small South Tanaki township of Patia. It was in a church hall 20 minutes up the road in Te Hawera, Hawera, that Mariah sat down with Aotea Utanganui Kapaka performers Ivy Phillips and Robina Wickman. Kia ora, hey. Ivy. Hi. So, yeah. Ivy, tell me about the waiata that you wrote. It's the waiata aringa, is it? Yes. And what's it called? Pareka aringa aringa. And what's the, what's the whakamarama of your waiata? Okay. Janine asked me on the way home from Auckland, we had a, a performance party at Māori Club, and she asked if I could write 
Awaiata pertaining to our marae, our pā, pariru pā. And so I asked her if she had any idea what the, the waiata she wanted. And she says, whatever I thought. So I thought that I'll take the rōpū on a little journey because when I was, I was brought up at the pā, born and bred at Pariru pā, and we had little stories that were given and told by our tūpuna, our nans and kuros. And these little stories I've had in mind for many years and I've told, told to my children, but I wanted to share it. And I thought, you know, our, we have a lot of historical um, areas within our um, marae, our past that hasn't come out. It seems to go with our our nannies, our cores, and so I thought I'll thought well, I'll take the um, the on a historical journey from Kākaramia to Pariroa Palm. So with the help of my brother Haimona, Maruera Senior, and Nanny Hui Kahu, I was able to um, put the waiata together. So we started it with Jeez. yeah. So I, it's something that was was given to me, and the way and in the chorus, like it says, you know. We, it's for our children of tomorrow. So we start from Kākaramia, which was a thing... Which is a place just out of Pātea. Yeah, from the beginning to Pariropa. So Aye. it's just out of Pātea, 12 k's out of Pātea. Yes. And you turn off to go to the pā. To Pariroa. Mm, yeah. To Pariroa. And um, so it's Kākaramia, about the smell and the scent and how it's got its name. The car, how did the it get its name? From the Karaka um, tree or, or shrub, whatever they had in that time. And then we go down to Tarikokako. Tarikokako was a place, and honestly, everybody went past, but never did not know. Even our children of today, even a lot of old people, my generation, that didn't come from Pariro but lived in Pariro, did not realise there was a place called Tarikokako. And the Tarikokako got its name in the old days through the wars, and our tupuna used to be in. It's like a gully, yeah. and when the the kōkako, which is the crow, used to be there, and they studied the movements of the, the crow when the enemies come close to our tūpuna. Hmm, so that's Tarikoka. I thought that was lovely to see it. Then we went to, we go to Makaka. Makaka is um, the water that comes from the Maunga, Rua Taranaki, um, and it flows through and it comes through. We use that for christenings, we use that for bapt, um for weddings, for blessings. We are very, it's a very thing to us. That's our water of healing. And so we, I what's want that, What's the way called again? Makaka. Makaka. That's the name of the creek, the water. Oh. Uh, the creek that goes through, we call it Makaka. So even at the Urupa, we put the water, the Makaka water there. We, um, on the uh, political side of things, it's, it's um, that's what we Then we were at a tangi. We were at a tangi one time, and Auntie Hui was on the veranda with me. That's Hui Kahu. Yeah, Auntie Hui Kahu. And um, we stood there ready to cut and get, waiting for the sropu. And then she says, um, Dear Ivy, don't forget Pare Karangarana. I says, What's Pare Karangarana, Auntie? And she just pointed over. And you could see Ivy through these pine trees, but the party of Nui Aturi Awa runs side it and there's a high, you know, high cliff so down down there and she says Parekaranga in the old days when our tupuna used to go floundering they used to um, paddle their waka row their waka through the night and they used to hear the calling the karanga and when they turned there was no one there she goes don't ever forget Parekaranga and so that was my last verse of um, Parekaranga and, and before we knew she was sick 
I went to see and I told Auntie, Auntie, I got party card, I'm going to be you know. I think, you know, um, we said the chibi, she goes, very good, dear. She goes, um, and I said, I even called the waiata party card, I go. And she goes, there's something don't ever forget. Mm. And then I realised that during um, many waiata, it's acknowledging the moanga, the hawa, the hapu, the da da da, waka, and, and the whare, but no one, no one acknowledges the haki. The haki to me, it's just so important. It might be just a piece of cloth with a name on it. But so you're talking about the flag? Yeah, the flag. And, and what does your flag, what, what's on Nati your flag? Tukutu. That's the name of our hapu and that's what's on our flag. And so when you drive up to the path, Pariro, you come up a rise, the first thing you see, first thing you see is the haki, is the flag flying. And so and I thought we've got to acknowledge the flag. And so, and so I wrote about, it's not just a piece of cloth that's got a name on it, but in that, in that cloth and that name, it holds a lot of knowledge that could be given and handed down to our children also of tomorrow. Um, the Wyatt has got a lot to do with our children of tomorrow. And so in the chorus, it's, um, it says, you know, that you know, the flag is not just a piece of cloth that's hanging every time there's a tangi or every time there's something on. It's, it holds a great knowledge, a very um, thing, significant for us, all our people, because Tupoto also was my great-great-grandfather. He's my, actually, great-great-grandfather also, but um, that's the name of our hapu, one of our hapus. We have five hapus, but one of them is Ngāti Tupoto. So the what main are the names one. of the other hapu? Ngāti Tupoto, Ngāti Hene, Ngāti Kōtuku, Ngāti... But it's tuatahi is what we call yeah. it. So those are the five hapu. Those are the five hapu of Pariroa. Jeez. Yeah, but Nati Tupato is the main one. The two kind of thing. Tupato. 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 Tupito. Yeah. T U P I T O. Tupito. And that's what. As they acknowledge in our chorus. So everybody here descends from Tupito and Manuera. Maruera. Yeah, but we just say Nati Tupito. Yeah. But yeah, but everyone here in this yeah. room descends from that. Uh, some, somewhere the be Papa. Actually, direct Papa is this line here. Yeah. But we all Nati Tupito. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, oh. Nati Tupato. You can be Nati Tupato. Okay. We can't say you can't because I don't know your whakapapa better. So it must be very moving for you hearing your waiata performed. Yeah, it's moving for me because I can give something to teach our children. I Even adults, I'm sorry, but I'm sure adults would, would uh, you know, it's about all of them. Um, I, I think... Um, I, my whakaaro to um, regionals or any kapahaka, we need to get back to the beginning. As you know, I'd love a group to get on the, on the Aotearoa and tell me their history. Tell me something about their history. Uh, today, do you think some rōpū have lost their way a bit? Yeah, I think they should come back to what it's about. And um, I take my hat off to Ginny and to Andy, niece and nephew, <laughs> um, that they've looked at a program that's um, pertaining to this area. Pertaining to us, I believe national. You go to Matatini, that's what they want to hear what that you're is actually, about. Because mm. whenever Māori, whenever we engage with each other, it's mm. always 
Nohiakwe. Yeah. So you want to know where somebody is from mm. because then you can figure out how you fit. Yes, yes. In there, and any the historical areas that would be really good that I could, if I might fuck up up to that area, I could say to my moko, now, oh, I know, da da da. So it's a bit like when you're in the Paipaia IV and you hear somebody, a manuhiri, come on and then they start giving their, their fuck up papa, mm. and then you're like, oh, oh I didn't know you know, and you see everybody's that, yeah. nodding yeah, their heads nodding going, their head. oh. That's who you are. And that's well, what this it's is about. how we're related to you. Yeah, you know. That, I mean, I believe that there's um, different area, uh, different times for um, land claims. Even though we still go under the Treaty of Waitangi, we still got to hold that. But I'd hate to think the whole program's got to do that. I still think you still got somewhere you got to put that input or who you are, where you are, and just something like that, you know. But um, I'm a staunch um, Treaty of Waitangi, but. You know, sometimes we seem to be going off the track. Like one time I was at a festival and spoke about a policeman pulling you up. Hey. A policeman what? Uh, how this woman got pulled up by the police. You know, just different things like that or um, how they had a good trip over America where I would have preferred myself. I mean, they're not wrong, but my whakaaro to that is you tell me what your area is about. So when I come and visit you, I know I might have some idea of your tikang or your... Uh, the do's and the dates of your area or some historical um, things so that's why I did Parekarangara and then when we lost Nanny Hui I thought that was that's and it got a, a thing it was just, to me it was a gift I'm most probably one of the lucky ones that got a gift from her that I can talk about and relate to and share and that's what she was about was teaching our rangatahi our mukos what it's about so there's something there for me today yes I haven't you know because you can't speak to the kumara but today will be my special day for that waiter because I know we will be doing a hundred percent and out in the crowd there is a lot of my Ngāti Tupito people and I think they would stand proud with that waiata and I loved the beginning because it gives that eerie about and makes you think you know because it relates to the last words, which is Parekaragaranga. Come on. <laughs> Even Andy's been telling us at every noho, um, you know, come on, come on, um, Ropi, we're there for, um, to enjoy ourselves, to learn from it, and we're in competition, but don't let that overwhelm you, which is, he's so right, and I think that's why we're all on a high, and then we will give it a blast. We'll, I mean, win, win or lose, we're winners before we got on that Ata meter as far as I'm concerned. We're winners before we get on there to ourselves. And I believe that the only judges, not those ones that are in the front with the paper, our judges will be our two queers we had just go. They're wider, we'll tell them if we deserve to go or not. That's it, well, that's Taku Fukato, that's my thoughts. It's those and two you're queers. talking about Auntie Fukahu and Auntie Sylvie Kushal. Yep. And they are my, our judges today. I believe they are our judges. Their spirits will be with us. And how it comes out in the end, cater pie if we win, can cater pie if we don't. But at least we've put something out there. And someone must learn something within what we have just performed. Yeah. Hey. Kia ora. Kia ora. Ivy Phillips and Robina Wickman, nor Pathia. Anaira Mana Elizabeth Hunkin with this week's Fakatoki.
tēnei whakatau ki tōku reo, tōku oho-oho, tōku reo, tōku māpihi maurea. My language is my awakening. My language is the window to my soul. And that is so, so, so true. I think for, for me, um, uh, when, um, when I realized that um, Te Reo Māori was, was what I wanted to, to promote, okay, I'd come into Wellington, I'd become a school teacher, and now I think what I was getting equipped, because my old people gave me Te Reo, that, that was a treasure that they gave me. Then I came here to Wellington and I was taught how to become a teacher. And I think that putting all those things together, I realized that that's what my, that's, that's you know, what I should be doing. That's what I, I, I was put here on this earth for. And for me, I think you're lucky if you know what you've been put on the earth for, because many of us still roam around not knowing exactly. But um, so the real has been um, the, the, the awakening for me. Yes, it's the window. It's a window to not only to our soul, but it's the it's the window into why did the people old people leave these sort of little marks for us? Let us know what you're doing for Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori, Māori Language Week. Next week, I'm with Dr Ocean Mercia talking Māori and science. And I'm in Rawene with Steve Moringa talking about the impact water toxicity is having upon the Hokianga community. It's pretty hard out. He mihi tēnei ki ngā kai kōrero i tēnei wiki, he mihi anō ki ngā kai rā wiki wiki mihini. Hoki mai hei tērā rā tapu, mai te whānau a te ahi kā ki a tātou katoa. Mauri ora tātou katoa.